Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hi, this is Lucas Nelson with Promise of the Real, and the podcast you're listening to is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Sign up for the newsletter at osirispod.com to stay in the loop. Hey everybody, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. It's episode 148. My name is Jonathan and I am here with Brad. Hey Brad. Hi, Hi Jonathan. Matt. Howdy. And RJ could not be here tonight because he's sleepy. So mm. uh, we're just going to go ahead and do this thing anyways. It's a rowdy uh, Friday night. Yeah. Woo. Um, how you guys doing? I'm great, man. Wonderfully. Did I get you off guard by asking you that? No, thank you for asking. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Pretty good. good. 
I'm, um, uh, I'm exhausted from today's bloodbath of, uh, of Ticketmaster on sales. Oh, yeah. That looked like it went roughly for people. You're not the um, only one to call it a bloodbath. It was exhausting. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, See, I, I saw my ticket the, I've got the lucky fingers. Going. Yeah, there you go. Don't get tickets. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so, or like me, you know, get lucky in the lottery and you don't have to, you know, you can do other things on a Friday. Way to rub it in, hippie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, did you manage to get some of what you needed? Or are you? I I got some stuff. I uh, I fared much better for Camden than I did for Merriweather. Um, so I, I wound up with uh, uh, an excess of Camden tickets. I spent like a lot of money on Camden tickets, but that's good because I'm going to be able to help some people out uh, anytime. Mm. Anytime I head up there because it's the it's the hometown. There's lots of friends right. I'm trying to connect with and stuff like that. So um, so that's all good. I'm I'm happy with that. Merriweather was just unbelievably difficult. Um, I don't know. So did you guys try for tickets at all today? Did you go through the process? No, no, I wasn't even on. It's, you know, it's funny because like, uh, you know, people complain about, you know, the bots, the scalpers are getting the tickets. I get in at, you know, 10 seconds past the, uh, the on sale time and all the tickets are gone already. And so there's something going on. And so now we've kind of wound up with the exact opposite situation, which is that it's possible to get tickets and fans are getting tickets, but the actual ticket buying process is a huge pain in the ass. Now, um, there's all these hurdles that they've put up to make sure that bots aren't getting them. So like, just to, to give you an idea, like, first off, you know, you did the verified thing. You had to register, right. for, register for the, verif- you didn't have to, but if, you know, assuming you're trying to get the best seats like um, yesterday, right. The day before you guys you did had to that? do it like several days ago. Yeah. You had to register before, before, like, uh, I think it was like Wednesday or something like that. Um, so then you get the email, uh, yesterday, Thursday, the day before the on sale, yeah. saying whether or not you got into the verified program or not. And by the way, I've I've done verified on sales for for a bunch of other shows, and it I have as you, well. and it usually works extremely well. Like any show, even if I haven't bought the tickets, um, where I've gotten a verified code and gone in, I've been able to buy the best seats that I wanted, like without any problem, without any pressure. Speed, nice. I got like yeah. you know you, you know GA pits for you too, and like I got Springsteen on Broadway tickets and i got like all this you know crazy stuff yeah, um taylor swift tickets all that stuff you wanted yeah man you know me and tay tay <laughs> um but then like this one it was like you had that and then you've got to click the link Ticketmaster implemented a queue system now so you had you mm-hmm. if you went in you know up to 15 minutes before the on sale date you're put in a virtual waiting room that's going to automatically tell you when you can start buying tickets. So even at 10 o'clock or whenever it was, you may not be able to buy tickets. It'll still tell you like, oh, there's like 800 people in front of you in line. This is with the verified, having the verified code and everything like that. Then when it's your, uh, I'm sorry, to get into the queue, you had to go through uh, this new CAPTCHA system I've never seen before where they show you a, a picture that has a bunch of icons overlaid on it and very small at the top of the window, it says, click the icons in this order. And so you have to like figure that out. Um, nice. And it tells like you, puzzles. it tells you when you do it, it's like you did this faster than 36% of people or whatever. It's really crazy. Oh, wow. Then you can, that, so it's a game as well. Yeah. So you can, yeah. do, you yeah. can, do, you can do that. Then that puts you into the queue. Then when it's your turn to buy, you have to do another captcha, which may, it might be another click the icon thing, or it might be one of those things where it's like click all the pictures in this grid that have a car in it, or it might just be one of those simple check the boxes. I am not a robot things. You don't know what's coming at you. I like when the I like when the robots tell you you're not a robot. 
Like, yeah. wait a second. You don't, nice. you don't know that. So then, <laughs> like, then, well, the, after all of that, then you finally get into the ticket buying process and they don't, they, for any of these that I did today, they've ditched the old style, just go best available screens. And it's only the new style, pick your seat window that's available uh with like the overhead yes and then you click on the seats which is one thing when you get one thing when you're of of you and something it's one thing if you're buying tickets for you know a not in demand thing that's been on sale for a while but this is 10 o'clock fish thing everybody's trying to get their thing so you're constantly clicking the little dots and being told no somebody else grabbed these seats and then you have to figure out how to refresh the views to see which seats are taken and which aren't there's really no way to just say just give me some fucking seats (laughs) so then you refresh the page and it's like okay we'll put you back into there but oh actually maybe we're going to make you do one of those icon captures or anything like that to make sure that you're still not a robot and then finally maybe you get you land the tickets that you want. Um, I mean, I, I was ultimately, they give you lawns and yeah. And (laughs) And then like the lawn, in other words, given half our audience PTSD. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Or, or suddenly some tickets appear and it's like, okay, here's four seats in like the 200 section of the pavilion, but actually these are platinum tickets. So you're probably not going to want them anyway. Um, so it was, I mean, I was like 15 minutes past the hour for Merriweather. There were definitely still seats that were being sold that I was just like fighting over, you know, to try and get from people. I mean, it's so to, to get back to what I was saying before, you've gone from this thing where it's like in 10 seconds, everything is gone to like, it's taking people like 15, 20, 30 minutes to sell out the show because it's just so difficult to actually get in and get get the tickets and after all that mm. I, got, I got nothing for merriweather so that's how wow. i was as i said i was exhausted absolutely it's in exhausted. maryland anyways dude it's no big deal <laughs> i want to know i want to know the different like if if it makes a difference that's what it comes yeah. down to right yeah. like how do they determine if it makes a difference do they like measure scalping um on on StubHub or do they you know, uh, there's there's a the lot of tickets on StubHub already, so yeah. there's yeah. that. And in fact, it looks no different. Like according to reports, I honestly didn't go, but I saw just based on what people were saying, it sounds pretty much business as usual over on the, the StubHub. exact same. Yeah, um, and the complaining of the fans is about the same too. So it doesn't seem like it's any better, or maybe any worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if anything, you know, what's probably happening is it's more actual human scalpers that are getting in there and getting the tickets. I, I do believe based on the experiences, I, I firmly believe this is stopping bots because uh, it's a very, very tricky process to, to get through even as mm-hmm. even as a human. Um, but it's probably, you know, <laughs> they've got, you know, a room full of, you know, minimum wage workers, uh, you know, plugging away at Ticketmaster. Yeah, on, yeah on just jamming at them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Huh. So that's... Yeah, but the bots I make are pretty smart, so... Shh, <laughs> don't tell the people that. <laughs> awesome. So that's some, some kind of news. What other news do we have? We have, um, well, fish, fish is in Mexico and what, like... Soon, man. When is yeah. that, uh, Matt? Just, you know. Uh, just, just under a month. Just under a month from where we're recording it today. Oh, um, right. So right when the government closes again. So good luck with that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I mean, I not it's the Mexican government. I, Booyah. I, I won't lie. I actually had this somewhat nightmare of like us going to Mexico and then not being able to get back into the country because like, you know, customs was closed or like, you know, we had to climb the wall or whatever to get back yeah. from Mexico. <laughs> Good uh, news my favorite. Is most of yeah. it isn't walled off yet. So you'd be all right. 
Yeah, you're fine. I'll come get you. Just like go to Nogales or whatever. I can. It's not far. From, it's not far from my house. So, we'll yeah, get you, you could just just climb over whatever they got there, and he'll drive you home. <laughs> Sweet. I like. Still, my favorite of all of it is is like whatever the tweet or the meme or whatever. Where like Mexico would just build like a a really nice ornate set of stairs up to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> On their side, yeah. <laughs> they really ought to commission some artists to build yeah. sets of stairs. That'd be, be wonderful, even yeah. an es- escalator. Escalator so is nowhere. Uh, Mike tour next month. Uh, is that next month? Oh it's, man, uh, I'm sorry. No March. March. Sorry. Mon- March. Mon- okay. Month after fish activity. Uh, yeah, all East Coast, right? Uh, I think he's kind of going. Pretty sure all over, right? Jonathan, you're coming in DC, right? I believe so. Yeah. But I, I honestly couldn't tell you all of the dates uh, otherwise because it's been so long since they came out and that it doesn't didn't yeah. stay in my brain. Um, and then we have uh, Trey, Ghosts of the Forest, Trey and Fish and Company. That's that's mostly April, right? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah. The, you know, we got February, March, April covered so far. So that's yeah. going to be fun. I'm excited for that. Yep. And that they added those West Coast states. So I'll be able to probably go catch a LA show. I'm excited Excellent. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear what it is. Cause honestly, we we've heard all of what five seconds of audio that may or may not even be that band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I read, and I'm sure that everyone knows that it's supposedly all new, right? It's all unique new music for this lineup, kind of like a, uh, the fluorescent tubes. So, um, I don't know. It's exciting. Nothing, nothing like going into the unknown, unknown with Trey, because you know it's going to be good. Oh, you know, once he's played one show, nothing else will be unknown, right? We've yeah. all heard it before. <laughs> There's no way I'm not going to listen to the what is it? Maine is where it starts, or yeah. whatever the first yeah, show. There's no way I'm not going to listen yeah. to that before we go to the DC show. So, but oh, yeah, Brad, yeah, yeah, I yeah, challenge no, I you to not yeah. listen to any of it. Before you go see him in LA, I challenge you. I dare you. Yeah, I guess I'm talking about before the tour starts. Yes, yeah, so you're totally yes, right that course. we're all going to listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. You're not of wrong course. there. <laughs> Thanks. So let, me know, the, let me know. Let me know if it's the only nice challenge. thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've admired your beard. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then we have, uh, there, as, as we've already kind of alluded to, obviously, we have a summer tour, and um, mm-hmm. some people have tickets, some people don't, and uh, uh, Bonnaroo is on that tour, and did we talk about all that stuff last time? I don't... I wasn't on it, but I listened, and I don't remember if you covered all that there. We we did not because uh, between the the dates came out between when we recorded and when we uh, released that episode. By the way, um, we should mention uh, since we're we're mentioning the last episode, uh, we got a lot of really really great feedback um, from the the episode with Jason and Mike about um, sober fans. Um, thank you to everybody who shared some kind words. Um, that was probably one of our probably one of the the episodes at least in in recent uh, memory that got a lot of um discussion going uh around it Mm -hmm. um so happy to have facilitated that like we said on the episode it was you know we were hoping to get some people some information and also um start some conversations which seem to be happening a lot uh right now so um always always kind of cool to be part of the zeitgeist especially when it's um something positive like people improving their lives you know yeah that was a really good talk and uh those uh those guys were great guests and yeah, folks have been really responsive to it, so that was very good. 
So what are we doing this week? It's just us. Mm. It's just us going old school, right? Yeah, literally. We're kicking it way back. All the we're way all, back. We're all together on a video chat. And usually we've we got to call somebody in. I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of nice and quaint. Yeah. I, I do miss RJ a little bit though. Yeah, Most, me too. Mostly because he'd be giving us some direction and <laughs> keeping the train yeah. rolling. <laughs> but that's the okay. Fearless, our fearless leader. So we, we, we're, we're going to talk about a concert, a fish concert. And um, mm. before I tell everybody what it is, I'll tell you, um, one of the questions that came up in our discussion was, why are we doing this? And my thought is that it was, um, you know, we've been doing so much contemporary era fish, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because fish has been playing a lot of shows. We're covering the shows and we're covering the tours. And it's good to go back every now and then and uh, get a little perspective. And maybe a little palate cleanser. So here so we are. I, they've been playing a lot of shows, right? Or, or they've been playing music, but not uh, they haven't been playing a lot of shows like like this uh, era that we're going back, right? Because this was when they oh, were yeah. in full swing, night after night, um, and uh, they were a fine tune. Right. Um, this is machine. when they were playing a lot of shows. But yeah. right, what I mean to say is that you know, recently there have been a fair number of fish shows. No, yeah, yeah. There, there's always there's new stuff records. coming out. Yeah. yeah. We had a fall tour and we had a, uh, you know, with Halloween and we had a New Year's and but now we're going back to um nineteen ninety-two. March thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. Campus Club, Providence, Rhode Island. And um I love this set, this first set of this show. It's <laughs> yep. so good. I had this on tape. It's, it lived in my cars for years, and I knew every note back in the day. I knew every beat. I knew every weird utterance out of Fishman and, and everybody. And uh, so this is one of those. Did like, you Do you remember, Jonathan, where you got the tape or from whom? Nah, but that guy was cool. No. I can tell you that. Yeah, I bet he was. <laughs> was it was it just one tape, or did you have to get two tapes? Did you like? I did, you I did not have the second, second set of the show for until till I could download it from the internet. I only had the first set. For, oh, that's why you love the first the set so much. Yeah, but I mean, the second set's good. No, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but I mean, if you look at it on the uh, the fish dot net, you'll you'll see that. The entries into the jam charts and most of the notes, other than one pretty significant occurrence, which is the secret language stuff, that's all in the first set. Yeah, and uh, and it, it and those of you who are listening that know this show, which is probably a fair number of you, um, you, you know what I'm talking about already. Uh, it's, it's a it's hot great, first set, and it's, it's even got set. the the sandwich, you know, in it. In the first set, where, you know, a lot of times that sandwiching uh, is in the second set. Maybe it sometimes spills from first to set, but or first to second, but um, it's it's the first set that contains all the, the fun, goofy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And a good soundboard circulates and is circulated for a long time. Um, there's a, you know, a modern, you know, 21st century uh, kind of sweetened version of the soundboard, Mm-hmm. Uh, if you will, it's had a little bit of post-processing on it by uh, Art, who called himself the Marmar, um, and uh, he did a, he did a fair job of that. Um, but yeah, it's terrific. So 
let's talk a little bit about this. 1992, he's plugging his debt into the soundboard? Well, I don't know who plugged into the soundboard. And I but think, somebody did, right? I think it's a matrix, actually. It, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. It's uh, hard to it there's well, it's hard to know because, you know, the onstage mics, you know, they weren't using kill switches or anything. So they would have picked up ambience, they would have picked up some audience perhaps. And there's just it's hard to know, but there is a, a there is some room in the tape. Not a lot, but some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's, someone's tweaked it. For yeah. Sure. Well, one of the other things is that I, I, and I don't know exactly what this venue looked like, but um, some of those it's smaller venues, the, the crowd was more on top of the band. So you know, these days the the you know Trey's vocal mic isn't going to pick up a lot of people in the front row because it's like right. you know fifteen feet from them um, and pointed the opposite way. Whereas you know Trey may have been like three feet from. Oh no! At, at, at this I mean? show, I guarantee somebody could reach over, reach up, and touch the mic. I haven't. I don't know this room. I wasn't at this room, uh, but I'm sure it's a it's a small club. Sure. Yeah. Ninety two, and there's just not a lot of crowd noise in this recording, right? I mean, we can all agree to that. There's some. I mean, you can hear some some some, some between song yeah. chatter yeah. from the crowd and stuff like that. Um, there's this right. this segment uh, during Divided Sky where there's some some audience members yelling things at the band. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, um, but in, in any of it, yeah. So it's, we're using, there's two sources out there. Uh, one, they're really based from the same thing from the same dat. One is just, um, uh, being cleaned up a little bit, mostly, um, actually to remove pre-emphasis. If you're familiar with pre-emphasis, yeah. uh, it's, it's taken that off, which, um, makes it sound a little bit less sizzly in the highs, uh, and makes the, the low end come through a little bit clearer. It's a good sounding tape for 92. Yeah, it is. Um, it really is. I was I was pretty surprised. Uh, it is a good one. Um, so should we should we maybe get to it and then uh, and then dissect it when we come back? Um, yeah, I mean, let's do it. I don't think there's much more to to build. I mean, this is early '92. Yeah, we don't. I, mean, I think every, everyone's gonna love it. Let's not. They re- come out swinging and they keep swinging and uh, and, and then they swing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when we come back, you'll be scraping your head off the floor. <laughs> yep so here you go uh set one from the campus club providence rhode island uh march 13th 1992 enjoy
thousands ran along Chanting words from a song
from the wine loo to the lip and watch the big four crack and glue. In the evening, I undo my belt, split open and melt. With my face between my hands And crawl along the floor Jump into my feet I try to pull myself together But I feel it in my knees And the room begins to spin And I slip and bump my head And raise a welt Split open and melt Melt Split open and melt
You won't steal my poor heart again. You won't steal my poor heart again. You won't steal my tape cord. I'll call the Lord and put you in the pen. You won't steal that thing again. I didn't even know your name or what was your game. But stealing things sure runs you to fame. I don't know if you stole mine's one of a kind. I'm saying if you're to blame, well, I will never be the same. You won't steal my poor heart again. You won't steal my poor heart again. You won't steal my tape recorder. I'll call the Lord and put you in the van. You won't steal that thing again. Expanding exponentially like some recursive virus. 
feel To ride on the redundant rail Cause when I know she's with a track There's always one to take me back Into the bedroom door and true A fretful frown and spoiled the mood Cause though I never really stand that tall She'd till my fridge She'd watch me fall This is the work of the deal of old Paris Stranded for a moment on the ocean of Osiris Swimming all she can for every member of her clan Expanding exponentially like some recursive virus So maybe I could be a fly And be a racket as I die And view the ritual from within the silken tunnel that we spin Cause through the bedroom door intrude A fretful frown and spoil the mood Cause though I never really stand that tall She tilt my fridge, she watch me fall This is the work of a beautiful pilot Stranded for a moment on the ocean of Osiris Absorbing all she can for every member of her clan This is the work of the ghoul of the virus Stranded for a moment on the ocean of Osiris Absorbing all she can for every member of her clan This is the work of the ghoul of the virus Stranded for a moment on the ocean of Osiris Absorbing all she can for every member of her clan
The overhead view is of me in a maze Can you see what I'm hunting a few steps away? But I take a wrong turn and I'm on the wrong path And the people all watching enjoy a good laugh Try to reverse the course that my trade had already traversed. So doing the trauma, engulfing my dream, invaded through what was an unguarded scene. The torrent of helplessness swept me away To the cavern of shame and the hall of dismay Inside me a voice was repeating the phrase You've lost it, you'll never get out of this maze You 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 never get out of this maze
Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner and see a movie. Let's go out to dinner.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
elevated, blinded, added her. Hellborn, elf child, roadhog, mountain, fortune hunter, man beheaded her. Fat fuck expands my slump like cloud. Tipsy, fuddled, boozy, groggy, elevated, blinded, added her.
Oh man, I love that set so much. I love that set so much. I can. I like I mean, giving. I like giving people, and I talked about it a thousand times. I like giving people um, a set to listen to that we choose. They don't have to think about because the dead pod, as I've mentioned a hundred times, you just you, you turn it in or you tune it in on a Friday, and he's got a show for you to listen to. One set from the dead. You don't have to choose. You don't have to think about it. He's just gonna play it for you. That's kind of what we did here. And I like it. I love it. And I, I love that you picked this one, Jonathan. It's a, it's a hot, hot set. It's a heater. It's a heater. <laughs> yes. So um, should we run it down in case anybody's forgotten what they just heard? Go for it. We have uh, the curtain and to split open and melt. Poor heart and a ghoul of papyrus. Maze. Dinner and a movie into a divided sky. Mound into fluff head. Then run like an antelope into big black furry creature from Mars into run like an antelope. And depending on how you track it and how you listen to it, it might be a little bit more of antelope, big black furry creatures, antelope, big black furry creatures, antelope, or not, or whatever. But uh, they kind of interweave one into the other. And it's rad, as you know, because you just heard it. I think they played party time somewhere there in the middle, too. <laughs> I was just, no, I mean, this they, is like a, this is a hot topic. Party time bringing. quotes. Yeah. Ah, it's okay. just quotes. Okay, okay. If this um, if this show were from last month, we would we the, Twitter would still be a fire as to how to how to label this first set. We could we could probably dig up some old uh, RMP thread about this arguing about the correct <laughs> setless nomenclature. This is not a new phenomenon, all right? People have been. Uh, it's not. No. People, Wait. Oh. Are you are you telling me people didn't just start arguing on the internet? We we invented it <laughs> two weeks ago. Um. <laughs> So the other thing is is .net has it once like into cre- furry creature and then and then back into antelope but uh that, I was that's listening That's the easy sensible way to write it down but right. 
if you if you listen to uh, I was listening to fish dot in um, at in my at my work and it I mean it was like they had it five times I think yeah, <laughs> or something so you know it's funny not funny it's serious I don't think it's it, a serious I, matter it's a serious <laughs> I was gonna just say I don't think it matters but you're right it's very serious um, but let's talk about it uh, from the beginning here um, the curtain. I was interested in the curtain opener because Love we it. don't get them we don't get them anymore. Um, and this was during, well, about four years after Curtin lost with, um, the first year of Curtin was with, and then from 90, from 88, sorry, to 2000, it was without with, um, about 1200 shows. Um, so this was, this was the beginning of that really long spell. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a standard hot version. Yeah. Precise. Standard great, as uh, somebody yeah. used to say all the time. Uh, <laughs> I and uh, I, I think it's a perfect example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then split open and uh, then split open and melt. Matt, what did you think of that uh, melt? It, it's good. It doesn't get to quite the places uh, that later in 92 and, and into 93 they would get with melt, um, where it really sure. started not only just having the raging guitar solos, but sort of um, stretching out a little bit more, a little bit more band dynamic and tension um, building. But uh, if you want just a compact eight minutes, uh, Trey melting your face off with his guitar playing, uh, this is a very, very, very good version uh, to listen to. Um, very typical, but uh, but once again, fantastic version of Split Open and Melt. Melting your face with this melt. It's fire. All the melts come, you know, all that stuff comes together in this. I think it's, I think it's intense. And if um, I, I thought about the, the most recent melt, which was just, you know, from the New Year's run and how they got really dis, I, you know, it, it wasn't that it wasn't intense. And Jonathan, you notice it, noted <laughs> this. It, it's not that it wasn't intense, the, the most recent one, but it, it just kind of got, went off somewhere. It was 18 minutes, I think. But um, this was just straight ahead, you know, screw who's in the way. We're, we're fucking knocking this shit over. Well, it's straight type one. Mm-hmm. you know concise uh direct fire like it it's this is the, you know it's not the prototype because that would have to go back a couple more years probably but yeah it's terrific it's um it's terrific it's also yeah. not the 93 when that right. when whenever trey mentioned that you know that they they reached that point with this song where he knew that it was it was it was uh awesome he knew it, he knew what to do with it finally yep yep <laughs> So uh, then we get a poor heart, and I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's just poor heart. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Trey and, used to be uh, able to play it. We can. This <laughs> is like evidence. And uh, and uh, Gula Papyrus, which I think is, is just a nice, classic, perfect example of just a wonderful old song to me at this point in my modern perspective. You guys have thoughts? Osiris, Osiris, um, oh, yeah. the network. Right is I think contained within these lyrics. Is that is that not right? Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, it's I think it's in there. We should go back into old edit, uh, old versions of Gula Papyrus and edit in. So it's Ocean of Osiris. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Uh, Ding. But yeah, no. Um, back to back, God, we could get such hate mail for that. 
One thing I <laughs> our boss is going to fire us, but other than that, yeah. One thing I noticed about this set, um, not a lot of downtime in it. Uh, you know, one song into another. Um, I don't know that the set list captured it um, completely accurately, but you really have like poor heart into Gula, uh, pretty much straight into Maze without much discussion or talk or anything like that. Um, yeah, and this was one of the first versions of Maze, right? Right. Uh, yeah, just a week old. It's, Brad's got uh, hashtag facts here. So uh, <laughs> they debuted this, what was on the 6th. Um, so yeah, it was very, still very new. And, uh, you know, it's, but it's perfect. It's like they just ride that tension and resolution. It's nothing outrageous. It's just, it's, it's out, outstanding. I love it. So they also, they debuted um, a week before this on the 6th. Uh, they debuted a couple other riff tunes, My Friend, My Friend, and Mound. Uh, in the seventh, they debuted a couple. Um, so this was uh, a new song territory, but also um, uh, just a ton of shows. So they had, you know, I, I think the more they could play, the, the the more they honed these tunes. But they were still playing old songs and wonderful old tunes like Divided Sky, which was next. Yes. What, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me about it, Jonathan. No, I was going to ask Matt if he had any thoughts on this Divided Sky. Mm. No, other than, you know, it's a, it's one of my favorite songs. I, I always enjoy hearing uh, any version from any era, though it hasn't really changed or evolved over time. Uh, it's it's always just kind of an old reliable for a great first set uh, voyage. Um, this one, uh, if you if you caught it in the middle, you know, this is pre the long pause uh, in the middle. But there was still That's right. um, just, a, you know, that that brief moment when trey hangs uh, before he plays the last note in the phrase um some folks sh- were sh- yelling possum at the band which was a <laughs> reference to a show uh a few nights beforehand where uh there was some joking around about that and people yelling various songs at the band and the band yelling them back um and then we get into as you mentioned wait, wait, wait. I, I just have to say before we get beyond this divided sky that I would listen to this one when I was listening to the show uh for the podcast. I listened to this about six times in a row, the divided sky. <laughs> I, I got to the end of it, I went back, I started again, got to the end of it. I, I'm turning my Twitter account, my personal Twitter account into a uh nineteen ninety five nineteen ninety two divided sky fan account. Nice because it's go. just this is I mean, there are better divided skies, perhaps, probably, but this one is just, it had it all for me the other day and over and over and over and over again. I really did listen to it about six times. One of the things that, that, that really catches me is just how incredibly precise and fast Trey was right back back then. I mean, all just, of them, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Paige was even a little, that's a good point, Matt, because you remind me that page was even a little bit off. Like, I don't know if it was off a quarter beat or whatever, uh, you know, but like he was even throwing in extras in this, in this divided sky. Um, you know, well, they, they all, they all supersized he was it. Still is this is the tour with the new, with the piano was the piano new on this? Tour? No, no, that's, 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 that's February that 93. Year. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wrong, wrong year. Sorry. Yeah. The he, only, still had, he still had my first piano. The only, <laughs> the only thing I will say is uh, I I think Divided Sky, if any song, may be one that benefited from them uh, over the next few years, slowing it down by a few BPM. 
Um, I could see if you're a fan of more kind of proggy guitar shredding style, this is, you know, you, you may like those, uh, those 91, 92 versions. Um, I like the, to me, it's a very beautiful and delicate song. And I always, it, it always reminds me of, uh, you know, the, the classical composition approach, um, oh, stick to and coil, I, bro. Stick to coil. No, I think I think when it <laughs> when it slows down, it gets to breathe just a little bit more, and particularly in the jam section at the end, you get to understand, um, you know, what a re- really beautiful melody it is, and there's a lot of great playing uh, in, in some of those mid '90s versions. So, um, I'll I'll take it just just a smidge slower. You know, I I will agree with you that those are beautiful, and I love them, love 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 them. But I guess right now, these days, maybe this week at least, I'm feeling the faster one. Feeling it. Feeling the faster. Yeah. You're loud. You're loud. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to some Genesis records later. I just, I don't know. know. (laughs) The curtain in Divided Sky will always, the curtain especially, will always remind me of Coventry. And it's just, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, Roll I try punches. not to think about Coventry. That helps. It just fucking rained on this you're whole gonna, grid. You're going to listen. You're going to listen to Mound is what you're going to do. You're going to go into <laughs> one of the first yeah. versions of Mound. There you go. Also, right. Exactly. Uh, excellently played. So the the Fluffhead after this, um, Jonathan, you you were very passionate about this Fluffhead. You seem to to love it. Um, what is it? What is it there that that uh, that does it for you? Um, I will say we didn't really skip dinner in a movie, guys. We just like, mm. you know, it's just dinner in a movie. It's nice and weird and fun. Um, but yeah, uh, this fluff head just, it brings it hard. It's not like so good. super expanded, although it is on the jam chart, but it just, it brings it so hard um, that like I... One of the times I listened to this show in the past week, I was it was when I was uh, walking to work, and I got into the office, uh, into the building during the. Um, you punched the security the guy right in the face. Yeah, uh, yeah, I totally <laughs> knocked the security guard out. No, uh, during the chase, and I got to the the big build in the peak as I'm waiting for the elevator, and I stepped onto the elevator and I started jumping at fluff. You know, I mean, I'm really doing this in my office building on the way up to the to work. Uh, nice. I mean, it's it's just potent. This is this song at at a height. You know, yeah, just like the divided sky. Uh, you know, and that they're playing it fast and well, and the Claude has a little bit of uh, a little extra mustard in it, mm-hmm. and you know, I yeah, man, it's uh, the bundle of joys got a little. Ah, I mean, tell me you guys feel at least somewhat the same. I, I thought it was excellently played. Yes. <laughs> yeah, really really well played. Um, you know, there's a lot of great fluffheads from from that era, uh, the early days, excellently it's played. It's because they were so good back then. Yes. Ve- really. They yeah. aren't good now. Back in the day. But really, they were good then. Really, really good. Um, the... Uh, yeah, the 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 landing uh, arrival is is really really incredible. Not noted on the set list here, but you probably heard it was um, in the the very 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 outro uh, tray playing uh, um, "Follow the Yellow Brick Road." 
right? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. And yes. taking mm-hmm. that straight into uh, pretty much straight into run like an antelope. So kind of kind of continue what I was saying before. Not a lot of notation on the set list, but um, on Fishnut at, at least. Um, but really kind of one song into another for, for most of the most of the set. Um, and then that's when you get into you're, you're basically teed up amazingly well for probably the centerpiece of the whole set, which is this, uh, uh, as it's often referred to, uh, uh, the, uh, big black furry creature lope. (laughs) I've never personally heard anyone call it that. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was run like a big black furry creature. It's antelope, big black furry creatures from Mars antelope. (laughs) I'm not sure to the whole brevity thing. Now, now that we're at the end of this first set, this first set is just so packed full of songs. <laughs> Curtain yeah. melt. I mean, geez, Louise. Anyway, so this um, this lope kind of starts off like it's it's uh, standard to start. I mean, a nice standard nice, great standard great to start. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but. Um, it's just a few minutes in what I, I, I don't even, I don't have the times in front of me, but, um, when it, it kind of slows down and, and takes this turn into big black free creature from Mars. With Jonathan, no, it's you know, like, um, it's eight minutes or something. Yeah. It's good ways in, but yeah, they, yeah. they, they start messing with tension and tempo in the antelope during the first big chunk. And it's like, um, I, I wrote down, that uh, this primary segment is like a study in how to get a listener high without drugs. If you just try <laughs> meditating to this thing, if you really get mm-hmm. in a good zone on what they're playing and try to follow them, you know, you feel like you've got a good stream and suddenly it's like, whoa, they they like draw the tempo out all of a sudden. Push the other bring way, it right, right back up, yeah. you know, and I mean, they're really messing around. And then, of course... Uh, they they tease at the Rai Rai Rocco and but they don't you know and then yeah then we get my complaint my complaint and there's got to be a complaint because you know because um, you're here right is 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 the vocal jam like come on like, no we, we no get, shut we up. get you know I mean like Hawaii that's cute but like it's save hilarious the, save, the, save the vocal jams for it lasts the M. fifteen seconds and it's hilarious <laughs> fifteen seconds too long. No, I, I think, you know, what you're hearing is this is the era of all those those exercises starting out, right? The hey hole right, and yeah. dragging yeah. The, dragging the tempo and all this kind of stuff. And you're pro what you're probably sort of, you know, experiencing or or demonstrating, Brad, is like the difference here between like they were putting all that stuff out on stage and it wasn't as Later in the '90s, they would they would be able to do these things, but it would be a little bit more subtle. It wouldn't be so obvious and in your face. Um, whereas here, it's like you know they're jumping on every little like vocal nuance where they can you know follow, play follow the leader and get into a vocal jam or drag the tempo a lot, you know, and change it and get into like right. a different rhythm for Big Black Fairy Creature from Mars or um, you know some of the yelling that Mike is doing and, and things like that. So um, they had not yet found a way to implement what they were learning about playing with each other and and improvising and whatnot. Um, without it being so obvious and at times kind of a little jarring. Um, but I think at the other, on the flip side of the coin is it it's fun, right? I mean, it just shows the, the playfulness is just, they were having a ton display. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's fun for me to listen to. I'm sorry. It's not for you, Brad. Um, and, 
And it's just, it's so interesting. It's so wild to follow them down those little rabbit holes and uh, and up and back and in and out. And so they go in and out of Big Black Furry Creature. Um, the argument could be made that the, the uh, they, they play a little Big Black Furry Creature and then they go back to the you know, the next gear of antelope and the back to big black furry creature, or they stay in it the whole time, whatever. I don't know. I don't care. It's freaking rad. Um, and then it peeks out and wraps up a, uh, a wraps up an antelope and a really tremendous great peak, tremendous peak. Yeah. Yeah. So you all, like, I, one of the great things about, sorry, man. One of the great things about the sandwiches is, is I think it lends to the peak at the end of the, of the last, part of the sandwich and, and this is a great example so we get uh also uh this is the first point in the show we start <clears> to get examples of the secret language which which had just been uh started to be explained uh a couple nights before this on the tour right um so it's kind yeah. of funny because you you can tell from the way that trey's talking in the second set when he's explaining the um this is the sort of second big explanation of the of the secret language um and when, you know, during this antelope, there's some laughter and, and whatnot, indicating that, you know, the, the message had not spread far enough and people didn't, there was a lot of people in the, in the crowd who weren't aware of the secret language yet. <laughs> Probably some people who had been, but, you know, tapes not spreading super, super fast the way that things would on the internet today. And, you know, not every single person in the room being on tour, as it were, uh, up in New England. Um, there's a little bit of playfulness about like the band's doing something that the audience isn't completely in on the joke yet. Uh, so they throw in a bunch of signals in this one. And then, uh, as we mentioned it in the second set, do some explanation. Um, the other thing that I realized, uh, listening to this, uh, cause I hadn't listened to this show in, in a number of years before prepping for the episode here, I'm almost positive that this is the version of antelope that they used, uh, when they were on the Simpsons. Ah, interesting. Oh, really? The very, very ending with, with them uh, and the last big ending chord, and then they go, they yeah. do the Simpsons uh, signal, and it ends on this. This is just from your ear? Like, it, it, I mean, when I listened to it, I, I it just came back to me right immediately back to in the it episode. Makes sense that, because of the signals. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, maybe there's another version out there that, that they did that, um, but it sounded almost exactly like that, uh, which was mm. pretty cool. And I remember somebody, somebody at the time in 2001, when the episode aired, somebody on the internet pointing that out. And, um, you know, I, I remember it was like in a real early show, like 92 or 93, something like that. So I think it's great that, um, to go back and listen to these signals, I mean, along with the music, but you know, we don't get them anymore and you kind of, I, I'm, I'm not thinking about them anymore as much. Um, I love, one of the things that I forgot about is, is Trace signaling the signal with his like little three note, um, yeah, the you know, here, yeah, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. totally forgot about it. I don't know why, but I totally forgot about it. And that like, oh yeah, shit here, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you get to listen to what he's, what he's doing or what he's calling for. And, um, I don't know, just, it's wonderful. It's really but, fun. You know, they don't do it anymore. They don't, so, they don't, you know, unless, until you go back to these Bullshit. shows, you know, you don't, you don't really, you don't really hear you it. build a wall around these shows. You know what I mean? Just to keep them safe. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe it's time for some of this stuff to come back or for their, you know, because there might be enough time and enough new fans uh, that haven't dug into the old stuff that some of the signals may play their I, tricks again. 
I think that Simpsons are outdated. Though, I think they? they should do turn, turn, turn. They should do Simpsons. They should, they should do like a Bob's know, Burgers or something. I they don't should know. be doing all of those things. They uh, maybe not all of them. Um, some of them are really for them. Like Get Back is really right. just about you know let's how they you know they play the JoJo was a man bit and then they go back to the uh, previous jam from the previous song which they do mm-hmm. a couple times in uh, this Big Black Furry Creatures which by the way could justify the only labeling Big Black Furry Creatures once but mm-hmm. um, anyways uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be terrific and I really wish they would do that um, All Fall Down was another one that I yeah. think they should bring back because that would be in fact they should do that in Mexico fish band in the water there because yeah the sand is a nice soft plot that soft is it that is a good place uh yeah if you're gonna do it somewhere because <laughs> i mean i don't nice. really want to fall down on the ground at hampton coliseum i'll do it but it's not the place that it would be <laughs> well i'm thinking more like really, uh you know yeah. lo- there's gonna be a lot of creaky knees and hips and stuff like that if they do it and it's you know all fun and everybody's gonna go all right hold on a second hold on a second yeah, well no it's just that, it's, it's that getting joke? back up that'll be real tricky yeah. falling down is easy it's real quick grab a hand help me yeah, hey exactly. can you help all me right, get, please yeah. help me yeah. up the 3.0 uh, noobs will help you up exactly somebody's got to uh, yeah <laughs> awesome so um well, you should you should go and you should listen to the second set of the show as well it is also very good as we mentioned there's a um you know really awesome possum uh with more explanations of songs and there's a um version of contact in the encore with mike mm. playing the accordion uh which is also um pretty cool yeah that that should go in the dvd bonus material for this, for this episode um battery's not included nor is the contact <laughs> yeah that's some crazy business and i highly recommend it the but whole show. you get the possum that they called for the fans called for right during the divided sky yep you yep. gotta do it we yep. just wanted to keep it succinct and uh to one set plus jonathan only has this one set on tape so yeah i only, ever, only ever had the, the one on the tape so, so. we didn't have a choice yep we miss <laughs> rj right. tremendously of course. And, and um, uh, yeah, thank you, we, everyone, for tuning in. What he said. Right? Yeah, you can find us on the internet um, on uh, the hfpod.com and hfpod Twitter account and uh, all of those other good things. And uh, mm-hmm. come come say hi to us. Go say hi to Matt in Mexico. Hola. Oh, man. You have, to say- have you been to the tanning, tanning bed yet? Uh, I'm not tanning yet. Um, that's going to no. be the last stage. I'm going to do this. You're going to do it, I'm though. I'm going to do a spray tan um, right before I go <laughs> so that I, I look ridiculous. I'm going to be very orange. It's going to be tremendous. Don't and, don't get um, don't get the armpits. You're doing Whatever all your you do, crunches. Like, make sure. I'm doing a lot of crunches, uh, yeah. you know, shedding the pounds. Uh, you guys oh, will you notice that I'm, I'm drinking seltzer here and not beer. So, yeah. you know, I mean, just... Uh, you know, down to 11 Diet Cokes a day. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, uh, you know, put, pumping myself full of anti-diarrheal medicines and get, <laughs> getting me, getting you ready to go. Just eat a lot of cheese. You'll be fine. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I've, I've officially that done note. that in. <laughs> yeah, we've, 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 we've crossed it. It's time to, it's time. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> and uh, we will, we will see you uh, at the next time. Thanks, friends.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.